do this one as well. Might as well just record it all. Pardon? I hope I don't offend anyone. I don't somebody remember what you said. I hope we do offend somebody. That means we're doing it right. <laughs> okay, does anybody want to read? Let's start with a deep breath of life. Who wants to read? Gabe's got it. I'll read that one. You want to read it? I'll read it. I'll read it. There you are. Wherever you go, there you are. My friend Hill left his lucrative practice as an electrician in Southern California to move to a remote jungle section of Maui, where he rents a tiny ramshackle cabin for $100 a month and collects unemployment. Hill did some electrical work for me because he needed the income to pay his phone bill. But I thought you live on out in the jungle, I questioned him. I do, but I have this massive addiction to talking to people on my computer. Do you have a computer in your shack? I ran a line through the bush and got to, got a state-of-the-art computer, but then I got into trouble. I was totally compulsive about communicating with people all, all around the world, and I ran my phone bill up to $900. I told the phone company to cut me off. It was unmanageable. This was no mild addiction. It was main mainlining. They might as well have just wired the phone line into me intravenously. I could escape LA, but I couldn't escape myself. Geographical cures rarely work. You can extricate yourself from a place, but you cannot escape your own thoughts. Move somewhere to get away from an uncomfortable situation, and you will likely recreate the drama with a new set of actors playing the same roles. Heal your, heal your mind, and you are free anywhere. Dr. Michael Rice featured a seminar called why is this happening to me again? You leave New York to get away from painful relationship, Dr. Rice illustrates, and the person who picks you up at the airport in Los Angeles completes the sentence the person in New York began. Our first and foremost responsibility is to face ourselves and heal our minds and hearts. Then we may go anywhere and live in peace. I pray to be on grade to look within and find the light I am. I create my world with my consciousness. I choose to live in peace. The beginning of that um, just reminded me of something when I was uh, just graduated high school. My friends and I decided we were going to drive from here through Mexico. We went for three and a half months driving all the way to Belize and Guatemala and back up the Pacific Coast and had an amazing time in Mexico. But the only guidebook I've ever gotten in my life was the People's Guide to Mexico. And the, the beginning statement on it was, wherever you go, there you are. And you just remind me of that. Because it was, he said, you could use this for toilet paper. You can use it as a potholder. It was the best book I've ever gotten, actually. Because it was a guy that had driven around Mexico and just lived and met people over the years. And he wrote that book. And it was fantastic, really. But it gave me an insight of wherever you go, there you are. You are still you, no matter what, in every place. In your chiropractic office, it's impossible to hide. That's why a lot of what we're talking about is being authentic, being ourselves. You know, every being has gone through something. They are not alone, you're not alone. When we are creating this energy together too, this is a lifetime thing. You might know me through school, we may never talk again, I don't know. But we could, if you called me in 20 years and said, hey, this is Gabriel. Hey, what's up? It would be like, 
we've never been apart. I almost guarantee you that. It's happened to me. It happens over and over again. I love it because we're chiropractors, but we're never alone. But we can never be away from ourselves. So the more we get in touch with our stuff, the junk that we live in, the easier it is to live in this world and say, okay, that's something that's just not serving me. I'm going to flip the switch. This morning, I thought myself, it's like, ah, it was five o'clock this morning. I didn't, I, I, we were at a, uh, Aquatica all day yesterday with two little kids. It is no relaxing <laughs> whatsoever. And I thought, man, it'd be nice to sleep in. And I said, I'll just wait for my alarm to go off this morning. I didn't set an alarm, but I didn't realize it because I said, oh, I'll just get up. And it was 5.30 and my alarm hadn't gone off. And I thought, well, I should just get up and just do it and brush my teeth, comb my hair, just joking, <laughs> and uh, get myself together. I really want to be here now. I flipped the switch from, I'm tired, I don't feel like this, blah, 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 the self-talk. That's a simple one. I mean, we've all had it. I usually got it before taking tests in school. I don't feel like taking that stupid test today. But then just flipping the switch. I'm 100%, I'm ready to go, I prepared for it, let's do it, let's rock this thing out, right? The self-talk, the negative, sometimes where do we get it from? Why did I just say that to myself? Adding to our own vices, right? Well, you know, it was a bad day, and I'm just gonna eat a whole tub of ice cream, or whatever it might be, who knows? Yes, ice cream, <laughs> who knows, whatever it is. But sometimes it's okay. Sometimes, whatever. <laughs> it's not every night. <laughs> the, uh, but the, split, the, the switch we flip, being able to do that um, on demand, it's not easy. Because you'll hear a lot of stuff. It's why we go to DE. It's why we do things to get dipped back into the principle. Because you hear so much outside world stuff that sometimes it gets harder to flip that switch. It's like, oh, geez, whatever it is, some school shooting or blah 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 hurricanes coming who knows whatever it is you know we get stuck in the same modes it's being able to flip that switch easier and easier day to day or even just having a group of people okay i i know those guys are coming this morning i'm 100 percent. i'm ready to go and i realized without even trying yesterday i laid my clothes out for myself this morning but i did it last night out of habit like, I'm ready to go, boom, boom, boom. I don't have to think this morning, you know, so. Same thing for me. Hmm? Same thing for me. It just gets turned into a motor action. <laughs> yeah. Takes one of those steps out. Okay, what am I going to wear today? Mm -hmm. Asking my daughter, which shirt do you like? <laughs> and she would definitely pick the pink flamingos. <laughs> so. <laughs> She's catching yourself in, in the moment, too. That's a Being good able one. able to catch yourself because. Yeah. Sometimes. It's easy to spin off with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not, the, the problem is maybe not. Not getting angry is how long you remain angry. Because mm -hmm. yeah. a person Great. might trigger you something, oh, but then if you get into the habit of like, oh, let me criticize him for saying that, or let me there you you put in motion a chain of and very, and very then you bad. drag it out. Yeah, and it's also good to kind of release it. And I know that people say, oh, well, you got to control your anger, but they they say that the people that when they get angry and they, they kind of yell in the moment that, you know, if something, someone cuts them off, they're like yeah. yelling, something like that, but they released it and then they're over it quickly. But people who 
there's a lot of people they say people who hold it in and they don't say that and they let it go longer it's, it's it's much worse mm-hmm. so it's like those people you think are out of control and they get really angry but in that moment they're angry and then they're over it you know and it's just like that left <laughs> she just described me too <laughs> there you go <laughs> on the like yeah but yeah. then also I think that the book said that um, no matter where you go like you're taking yourself with you but if you have something like for example your mom like you don't like that character or your dad or whatever it doesn't matter if you try to like hide it wherever you go you're going to find it again because you're not over it so you have to like go within yourself and like deal with it a lot of like even just the, the cut off or someone just pisses you off a lot of times it's a vision of ourself yeah. that we don't love at the moment in that other person and it's really reflecting back on ourself. So the more we're all able to label that, the easier it is to flip the switch. Um, I'm gonna be absolutely honest with you guys today. Yesterday, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a story, but you know what? Um, it was a frustrating morning yesterday for us to leave to go to Aquatica because we have rental properties, of course our office, but my wife's company, is that's what she does. And there is problem, 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 okay? First thing in the morning on Father's Day on Sunday, text, text, text. It's like, uh, you know? And one of them was Spectrum, which was the, our cable company. Uh, Everybody lost internet. It's, it's, they're worse than AT&T. And let me, I, I don't want to advertise either one of them. <laughs> so it's the call, it's the this. And I just felt like venting. And I vented on one of the guys. I'm like, la, 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 la driving the car on you know whatever and I just took a breath at the end and I said you know what <laughs> I love you and I apologize have a nice day and I, and I hung up on the guy but I did I got it out I got it like, what <laughs> world happened Bipolar. here <laughs> I don't think anybody's gotten all my anger as much as the worst parts of me so yep. true yep. Me, the worst like I've never been as angry as I am <laughs> I, mean, I so might have true. to agree with you on that. It's just those two companies. That's yeah. funny. Everybody that is so like funny. so easy to yeah. deal with. Yes. <laughs> but you know, after you vent on them, you, you know, letting it go, it's like, damn, I felt pretty good after that. <laughs> I usually all get mad at one and I'll like go off and I'm like, oh, and I'll call back. And you then somebody else and like, they help, my, help me with that problem real quick. Yeah, does that yes. work? Yes. Yeah. You know yes. And the next person's like, oh yeah, I know what to do. And then you're like, and you're why like, did that happen three people ago? Like yeah. getting to yes and not giving up and getting to yes, eventually you will get to the yes person. Yes. You know, that's an important philosophy. There's a book called Getting the Yes, and I think they mention that in the Deep Breath of Life, is that you just keep trying, and then you will get to the yes person. So that's, that's interesting, too, I've actually. I've literally done that before. Just mm-hmm. hang up on them, like, yeah. oh, I said, this is not personal. This might have to let you go. Hang and, up, call right back. And you think, God, that this is not live. You know what I mean? It is confronted with some incidents here. And just don't take anything personal because you that's don't know what the other person is going through. And that is part of the four agreements. Yeah. Right? So, um, use and uselessness of illness, we read that first paragraph. I'm going to read number one here of that, okay? You get excused from school, work, and doing things you don't want to do. Number one. When you didn't want to go to elementary school, you either fake being sick, <laughs> I did it, or if you, you had liberal parents, they let you stay at home because you, you wanted to. 
The next day, you, you brought a note to your teacher. Please excuse Linda for being absent from school yesterday. <clears throat> she had a fever. As your teacher nodded and sent you to your desk without punishment, you learned that illness buys you reprieve. If you had brought your teacher a note saying, please excuse Linda for being absent in school yesterday, she finds school boring oh boy. <laughs> and preferred to stay home. You and your parents would have gotten, a lot of, gotten in a lot of trouble. Uh, so you learned that it was more ex expedient to be sick and play sick than to tell a truth that might cause upset or get you in trouble. Sickness is a defense against the truth. At some point, that dynamic established that dynamic established itself at an unconscious level, and illness assumed the power to excuse. Course in Miracles, Lesson 136. The same process replicates itself in adult life. If, for example, you have to cancel a flight, the only way to get your money back is to produce a note from a doctor saying that you were ill. Doctor's notes get you out of jail free or get you out of jail free cards in, monop in the monopoly game of life. But your freedom is not really without cost. To keep exemption in force, you must bear pain. Is it worth it? There are easier ways and more direct ways to say no than to play or be sick. A coaching client told me that after her divorce, she had gained a lot of weight and now wanted to lose it. I asked her, what benefit do you get from keeping the weight on? I believe it makes me less attractive to men, she replied. The end of my marriage and my divorce were horrible, and I am not ready for a relationship. Then perhaps you could simply choose not to be in a relationship without needing to weigh, needing the weight to say no for you, I suggested. She loved the approach as a more direct and practical tool than keeping the weight on as a defense against relationship pain. The next one is two. Oh, I'm going to read two. Two, you get attention from sympathy. When you were sick as a kid, your mom stayed home from work to take care of you. She brought you food in bed. You got to watch TV during the day. You got ice cream for dessert. Adult, Ill adult illnesses earn different kind of attention, but the dynamic is, is identical. Okay, the next three is very long, so we're going to stop there. We just talked about last time you guys were here about the woman that came in and her identity was, I'm frail, I'm sick, all the surgeons, she knew all by name, everything else. And one adjustment, her body, you could see everything change in her body. And I kind of just got that clue that this is her identity. This is, this is it. And I brought it out in our talk in the morning. And she hasn't been back. She's called with excuses. Oh, my husband is very powerful and, you know, works. And he's unable to, to bring me. If her husband wanted her well... He might have a big life insurance policy on her. I don't know. But he would do everything he could to get her here. There is this magical app called Uber that, uh, that right. makes like, it very what easy. right? <laughs> What's the new app? Uber. And then there's Lyft and then a good old taxi. But, uh, you know, if you... Know. She might require a private car. If you wanted to be well, you can be well. If you wanted to be sick, you're sick. 
my friend's grandmother, I remember as a kid, she was always sick. I mean, always complaining about everything. She lived to like 99 years old. And, uh, you know, but she was constantly ill. She didn't live a vibrant 99 years because all she did was complain. I really didn't think she would live that long. But the last days of her life, I did see her and went to visit her. And she did say, and I, and I felt this in her heart, is they revived her. And then she was paralyzed basically from like mid-chest down. She didn't feel anything, couldn't move. And she did say, she was, why did they bring me back? I really wanted to just let go. She wanted to die a long time before that even. But I could understand really where she was now at that point, where she was actually ill, not just trying to get, not working for attention, working to get, that's how she got sympathy probably since a child, is that's how she got her sympathy. But at the very end, that was a real one. And it was, I felt that together. It was in, in one of the rehabs or hospitals I went to visit her. But, uh, you know, we go through those things. I've, I've pictured it in myself. I've seen it myself, vocabulary, and then now I'm at a point where, why did I say that? Maybe I don't say it as I used to. I don't even, I can't even think of a for instance, but, you know, where did that vocabulary come from me? It came from programming in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change that programming right now. That I am really well. Everything I might have the tips of my toes might really hurt from being in Aquatica and dragging them all over this place, but I'm really well. My body is healthy. I'm not going to spend my day thinking about how my toes hurt. Even my elbows, or Alexandra would tell you, there's days my back is hurt. If I sat and complained, because the reality is, while I'm giving the adjustment, I feel I'm in perfection. Not in per imperfect, but I am in perfection because my body is whole. I stop sometimes if I, you know, you get the flare up, something happens, I've come in with all sorts of colds, you know, I hate to say it, but even diarrhea, my body's not feeling well, but I still came in and served. I don't have someone to call in and call in sick to, but I can call in well, and I will be well as I'm serving. And very often those days are not the busiest days ever because spirit's also nurturing me. When I'm nurturing myself, I'm also being fed. And those are days, every day is what I can handle. Mother Teresa said, um, I know God wouldn't give me anything that I couldn't handle. I just wish he, wish he didn't trust me so much. And that was a beautiful quote, and I think about that every day. That I'm being given what I can handle. Some days... And I, 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 those are more and more of those days coming in my life. But there are days this is what's right for me. And I trust the process. I trust how things are happening in this world instead of condemning myself of why whatever happens. And a lot of people, if you read the book of Job, and people think that is a very depressing book, I think it's a very uplifting book, really. He went through a lot, but he was condemning himself. Poor me, wah, wah, wah. I wish I'd never lived. Why was I ever born? Poor me. But once he flipped that switch, he was abundant again. Of thank you, God, for whatever I have is absolutely perfect. And he prayed for the people that condemned him. Oh, you must be doing crappy work. You must be doing this. You must be doing that. 
you know, that's why you're getting what you get. But once he flipped himself and said, you know, thank you for what I have, everything is well, and you read the rest of Job as, you know, him living in abundance, how many of children he had, you know, more wealth plus, and everything else. Once we flip that switch of poor me being the victim and everything else. So with health, wealth, vitality, relationships, all those things. So I'm going to read that again. I love that book. Do we have our Proverbs book? Do you want to read that this morning? Absolutely. Let's do it. What day of the week is it? What day, what day of the month is it? It's the 17th. Monday, Monday, <laughs> like, what well, the month? Mondays in June. How can we tell someone when what is today? the 17th? Like, oh, you're having this illness because you want to attract attention. How do you yeah, say I that? was going to say, I'm How not good at recognizing things like that. Like that coach was saying, are you holding, what are you holding on to this weight for? And she was like, well, keeps me from, from being attracted to people I want to date. And I'm trying to think. It'd be hard for me to recognize that in myself and in other people. For me, well, for example, with, with my grandmother, it was probably one of the hardest lessons <laughs> for me because she's a very, very strong character woman, what she was. And she she got, she's from Cuba, she got had to leave everything behind, start a new life. Her father abandoned her family. All this anger, all this anger, all this anger, always criticizing, um, and then at the later stages of her life, she did, she had this, uh, um, her identity was what her doctor said. Like, she took like 10 pills. Um, I, I wasn't dealing with a naturopath. I could, def I, I knew how a lot of ways that could help her feel better, but she, she didn't want to listen to me. So, and that, that got me angry, and it's like, she developed bladder cancer, but all this was to get attention from her, son, her sons because they were giving more attention to her father, to her ex-husband, and she said, I hope when I get sick, you will give me as much attention as you're giving your, your father. Oh. Like before she even got sick. Before she, oh. ever, she even got the, the cancer. But she, she got pissed, her bladder cancer, just, she was pissed at something, at someone. Literally. 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 How can yeah. you say with compassion to someone, or you're developing this because of this? <laughs> or, that's, like, not, that's a very difficult yeah. thing. So, you know, and it, if they're even asking for it, yeah. you know, a lot of times they'll just shut you off and then you're, you're, they won't even hear you. Like my grandma, she shut, she shut you off. She didn't want you to tell any. But you got to just be there to hug them, to love them. I, I think, I don't know. That's the biggest part, is letting them know that you are there with them. I'm here for you. The other part's coming from judgment and can turn into a fight very quickly, right? Then there is, that, the bridge that gap is very difficult. But with love, compassion, ease, that type of thing. Um, you know, it's a, it's a slow road, and sometimes they'll become aware of it. You know, but uh, you know, it's just it's just loving them. It really is. Yeah. Right. So. When you love them, more they'll love themselves. And they don't have to know your philosophy of the bladder cancer being pissed. Yes. You know. But you know, once they get in touch, and or even just asking them, like he did, you know, 
where do you, how do you feel this started with you? Is it happening from you or is it happening to you? Really these things are happening from us, right? Or just saying, you know, you know, I'm here to help you. What can I do to make you feel more at ease? Let's talk, like especially if it's a, it's a family member. In the office, it's not really easy to do that. Because I don't sit down and spend 45 minutes with someone, you know? But, uh, you know, slowly, little bits at a time, bringing a little bit of awareness, bringing them education, all of a sudden, people start getting better. But to do, a, do something like that, what like he just read, what we just read in there, that's it's a slippery slope. She was already his client. So what she's there for is really asking for that advice. Or, and really that is advice adding to her vices or really getting connected to them. So maybe it's more input. But what we do often is, I try and do this every day, is read Proverbs as it relates to the day of the month. Okay? So since you had the suggestion, you want to read it? You guys ready to read it? Should I read it? Anybody else want to read it? All right. Matter of fact, we mentioned this to you on Neil the other day. Chapter 17. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and with... Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. A wise servant will rule over his master's disgraceful son and will share the inheritance of the master's children. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Wrongful doers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. That's why gossip is so terrible. Those who mock the poor insult their maker. Those who rejoice at the misfortune of others will be punished. Grandchildren are the growing, crowning glory of the aged. Parents are the pride of their children. Eloquent words are not fitting for a fool. Even less are lies fitting for a ruler. A bribe is like a lucky charm. Whoever gives one will prosper. Whoever gives one, we'll look at what that means. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven but dwelling on it separates close friends. A single rebuke does more for a person of understanding than a hundred lashes of, on the back of a fool. Evil people are eager, e eager for rebellion, but, they severe, but will be severely punished. It is safer, safer to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than to confront a fool caught in foolishness. If you repay evil, pay good with evil, evil will never leave your home. Starting a quarrel is like an opening floodgate to stop before a dispute breaks out. Uh, acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, both are detestable by the Lord. It is, it is sensible to pay tuition to educate a fool since he has no heart for learning. It is senseless, excuse me, to pay tuition for to educate a fool, since his, he has no heart for learning. A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in time of need. It's, po it's poor judgment to guarantee another person's debt or put security for a friend. Anyone who loves to quarrel lives, loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls invites disaster. The crooked heart will not prosper. The lying tongue tumbles into, into trouble. 
It's painful to be the parent of a fool. There is no joy for a father of a rebel. A cheerful heart is good medicine. Be a broken spirit, sap, but a broken spirit saps the person's strength. The wicked take secret bribes to pervert the course of justice. Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but fools, fools' eyes wander to the end of the earth. Foolish children bring grief to their father and bitterness to the one who gives them birth. It is wrong to punish the godly for being good or flog leaders for being honest. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. I'm just going to read this. Uh, uh, hope note. Seek love. Love prospers when fault is forgiven. Was that in this one? Cheerful heart is good medicine. What all is forgiven. But dwellers, uh, dwelling on it separates close friends. Um, there is someone in your life who has wronged or offended you. Maybe it was intentional, and maybe, or maybe they don't even know they've hurt you. No matter what the circumstances, the believers will be called to forgive. When we forgive, we are making possible for God to forgive us. If we don't forgive, we are turning in the opposite direction, away from God, choosing forgiveness. Doesn't excuse the other person's behavior. It simply releases the debt they owe you on that on owe you so that God can release the debt you owe him. Forgiveness opens the door so that you can be free. Choose today to go to the to go to go of the past, to let go of the past, excuse me, and look forward to the future. Choose to forgive. Once you do, the verse says, don't as the verse says, don't bring up the issue anymore. Move forward and let God be your vindicator. Remember, he promises to take that the enemy, take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for your good. That was a good one. So <clears throat> the lessons of life is what you know Proverbs is, and that's I think a powerful book. And uh, you know, Sigafus had us just start reading as that relates to the month. You read more, you know, the Bible if you want, I think it's a good book. Well worth reading, but reading Proverbs every day as it relates to the day of the month is extremely powerful. And we look in these I'd like to go back and I look at how these books were translated, try and get back to the most early and there are a lot of groups trying to do that. And there's a codex that they found in a church in the middle of absolute nowhere and the earliest books written by the prophets and those type of things, and then translating them. The translator has a huge power, right? So making sure they're translated well. Some have translated things into the way that they want them to be read. So looking at different translations, we were reading, I go occasionally to my a Bible study at uh, my church, and I mean, all the guys in there are, 75, 80, 90 years old. There's one guy who's like 97 years old in there. And uh, I have a good time. There, I'm the youngest guy. So uh, uh, we have a good time talking about these things. And literally, where there's an asterisk, asterisk, 
there was one about God punishing, and then the asterisk below, the next translation, other translation was forgiving God. There's so many different translations, we have to find our own translations and really look at them and do research and understanding those words. Even when we talk about the poor very often, it's the poor in spirit um, that they mention very often, not just poor in wealth, but the wealth of spirit. So knowing what we're reading and where things come from is important. I want to read one more section. Do we have time? I just wanted to say that God doesn't punish anyone. Like you punish yourself by your actions and your decisions. And that's what God Just like we were talking about illness and all these things punishing ourselves. I'm sick and a lot of that comes from that self-punishment, right? There's an Argentinian singer that says like when you get cancer, two things that happen, you either die or you become a more humble person and you hear and you approach life very different, your life changes. Mm -hmm. so, that's not the time, you know, he said it, but... You get the gist. What time did you say it was? It's uh, 8.38 right now. 38? We have time to read a little bit more. Is that all right? I'm just going to pick a spot. I have no idea. That, oh, this might be a little technical. Visceral symptoms or visceral dysfunction is a normal function that is increased or decreased beyond need. Uh, that's pretty important. And it is the immediate indicator of the VMFCPs. I don't know what that means yet. 